Hey guys, welcome to the Delta Flyers. As we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager, your two hosts along this journey are myself, Garrett Wong, and my co-host, the one and only Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil. <sighs> one yes, and only, one and only. Wow. Thank well, there's you. probably Thank a you. lot of there's Thank probably you. a lot of McNeil's there's probably out. are Robert McNeil's probably a lot of them could not be a more common name. My parents gave me in 1964, Robert. Yeah. yeah. The name of the decade. I think. I wonder if yeah. they did a, a, would there be like over a thousand Robert McNeil's oh, in sure. the U S I'm sure U S alone for sure. Right. Uh, yeah. 10,000. I'm going to look up very quickly names. 1964 that was my yeah most popular 1964 baby names yeah so the most popular michael john david james and robert for boys and for girls it was lisa mary susan karen and patricia there you go wow the popular names the year that i was born lovely 1964 year of the dragon Dun, dun, dun. Is that what it was? You're the dragon? Yes. No, you know, no, I've no, talked no. about astro- astrology with you for years now. I know now. you have. I can't remember. Right? I, yeah, yeah. As we've established on this podcast, I don't remember a lot. Dragon, okay. <laughs> and I'm monkey. And dragon gets along with, with monkey and with uh, rat. So four years oh. increments, right? Four years okay. older than you, four years younger than you. Eight years, 12 years, 16, 20, and you are four years older than me. Uh-huh. Um, now, uh, another 12 years older than you becomes another dragon or 12 years younger. So 12 minus 64 is 52. You lost me in, in the math, math, <laughs> math Tim Russ, hard. Tim yes. Russ is a monkey like me. He's 12 uh-huh. years ahead of me. So I was born in 68. He's 56 monkey. I'm a 68 monkey. Um, <laughs> you are a 68 monkey. I'm a 68 monkey. Yes. So yeah. So monkeys and uh, dragons are buddies. Just so okay. you know. Oh, yeah, they work well together, whether it's personal or business or any collaboration between monkeys and dragons are good. As you can see, what am I wearing? You're wearing a tie dyed hat of some sort with Mm. bears, Chicago bears, maybe. Yes, this is Megan's hat Ah. because they're playing Green Bay today. The Packers, they have to win to have a chance to kind of be in the playoffs. So she said, you somehow squeeze football into every podcast, don't you? (laughs) I'm trying, I'm trying to convert yes, the majority gotta, of, of fandom. You. Well, First. let's face it, right? I would say probably 90% of the uh, fans of sci-fi are not fans of uh, football, American yes. football. That's yes. my guess. I'm so there's only like 10%. You, so let's right. Leave it at that. So I want to raise the percentage up. I want it to be like maybe 15% or 20% of fandom. We can talk about curling. We can talk about curling if we, yes. Which okay. is one of my favorite uh, Channel surfing sports, actually, Robbie. It's one if of my I'm favorite s- napping sports. I can, no, I can no. Nap. Come on now. Oh, you're trying to tell me, me if right you're watching. Out. It's it's awesome. It's if awesome because you... I go right to sleep. <laughs> if the Winter Olympics are on mm-hmm. and I'm channel surfing and I come across curling, I stop and I watch and I am mesmerized wow. by curling. I don't know. I don't know what it is. There's a couple of go-to napping shows I can put on. <laughs> Curling is one of them. If I put on um, like cooking shows, yeah, I'm out. Okay, I'm out. Well, I'll be honest. Televised golf, uh, professional golf, golf used yep. to make me fall asleep until I became a golfer. Then I'm like, I'm so involved. Wow. You know, once you start playing golf, then you can watch golf. But you know, those commentators are speaking so lowly. They're so, so soft, such and a gentle, volume. and yeah. yeah. It's, you know, a lot it's of ASMR. people. A lot of people say 
that Star Trek, you know, the reruns are typically, traditionally, mm. they've always been late night, 10 o'clock, yeah. 11 o'clock, 1130 yeah. reruns yeah. of the original series, all TNG. And a lot of people say Star Trek is a great show to go to sleep by. That yes. it's very comforting. Yeah. That you can stay engaged or you can just sort of relax and it calms everybody down and gets their mind off their worries. And then, so. I agree. I agree. So, it yeah. is, I've heard that many times from many fans that Star Trek uh -huh. is in essence, the natural sleeping pill, you know, yes. with no, yes. no adverse effects. So <laughs> highly recommended. Highly recommended Star your... Trek reruns. Yes. Ladies your and background gentlemen. was not highly recommended a few yes. uh, episodes back. Right. So yes, now agreed. we say Star Trek is highly recommended. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. All right, man. So this what week's we episode, yeah, yeah, it's resolutions. Resolutions. Yeah, resolutions. I don't remember a thing. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and watch this episode. And for all of you Patreon patrons, stay tuned for your bonus material. We're back. We're back. Resolutions. Back. Oh my God. I do. I did remember. <sighs> That some of this episode right and i remembered some of it wrong so yeah, yeah. Uh, what i didn't remember was how much harry had to do in this episode did you remember that or was this it was a it was a surprise it was a surprise it was a nice surprise but it was definitely yeah a i was like wait a minute i'm all over this one you know i mean my first my first yeah. impression honestly Remember last episode, I did not like Tom Paris's hair. Well, this episode, I do not like Harry Kim's hair. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Not a fan of Harry's wow. hair. I don't know what was going on, especially the, the confrontation scene in two Vox quarters. I'm like, what is happening with the hair? Like, That's I don't know. crazy. Yeah. It's funny because in the briefing room, there was a single, a close-up of you yeah in the briefing room and i was yeah. like and it had this glamour backlight and your hair looked I, really good and i was like whoa look at harry over there in the corner with the fancy lighting are you talking about the shop with uh which briefing room scene though the very first briefing room scene when tuvok okay. says and everybody's absorbing it and, and yeah and uh you sure i had a single i thought that was like more of like a wide shot with you were in the like one. a master we'll get, shot you know what let's get there let's we'll, get okay we'll, let's we'll start get there let's, yeah, okay, let me get there. <clears throat> Let's start with our regular synopsis. So your limerick? My limerick for resolutions is Janeway and Chakotay get sick. The crew thinks Tuvok abandoned them quick. As love starts to mature, the Vidians deliver a cure. And the romance crashes like a brick. Yes. That's a limerick. Okie dokie. Here we go. Here's your uh, resolutions haiku. I'm just preparing myself. Mm. Here we go. Bug bites cause virus. Vidians can't be trusted. Doc beams aboard serum. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I it's think tough. I think between our two poems, people will be crystal clear on of what this happening. episode is about. Yeah. yeah. That's what I All love right. about Before... this podcast is that we give such <laughs> such insight, like just laser like focus on what what matters what truly matters there in, you go in these episodes where do you want to start you want to talk about who made it who wrote it yeah Was yeah yeah written jerry, by jerry taylor yes. jerry taylor wrote this one i mm -hmm. thought so directed by alex singer so alex, alex singer. singer alex yeah. singer he was he our directed. old school guy on this mm -hmm. alex was the probably the most senior 
director that we had on our show, mm-hmm. yep. I, I would think. Yep, we've talked about him before, and yeah, he's, he's, he's still he's still around, which is wonderful to hear. Yes, so. it is. Mm-hmm. It is. He was uh, very experienced, and uh, yeah, I loved his attitude. He was great. So yeah, really positive guy. So we are big fans of uh, Alex Singer, mm-hmm. and uh, this whole episode starts off. They're on the planet surface. I guess they're in those. Uh, cryostasis tubes or whatever those They've things been in are those for 17 days when the 17 th- the episode days starts i kind of wish that there you could it seemed a little low tech how they just pushed it open you know what i'm saying yeah it would have been nice if they they invested in some type of uh um mechanical yeah opening. some type of mechanical yeah. opening that would have yeah. been super cool but um you know budget is budget so it is i think that they filmed that that looked a lot to me like areas of griffith park where we filmed Mm-hmm. On the pilot, uh, we filmed yeah. the New Zealand penal colony. Right. I feel like that's where we filmed this, or they filmed some of those scenes. Yeah. But they did a mashup in this episode of some location work for those mm-hmm. wide shots, particularly mm-hmm. the, the teaser, the uh, the opening. Yeah. That was definitely location. But then a lot of it was filmed on stage. Again. Yeah. Stage 16. We, yeah, yeah, we created mm-hmm. the big outdoor set wait was it stage 16 or 17 now i'm spacing out stage 16 or 17 oh did i say 16 is it 17 (laughs) i feel like it was 17 oh my gosh um we're getting old we're We're getting getting old old. we're getting old i've also i gotta admit i've worked on a few shows long term now so like chuck had a stage 17 ah so see that is so it could it's messing with you. I could be messing up Chuck stage 17 with Voyager stage 16. You know, all these old studios in Hollywood had numbers for their mm-hmm. stages. You know how we can solve that, Robbie? You just grab a grab an old call sheet. Just go through your little box of call sheets. Oh, sure yeah. Find, yeah. Uh, one call sheet from that. What the stage. number was. Well, no. So we know it's either 16 or 17. Our there. hero stages were eight and nine. Right. Right. Nine were the main ones, but that's definitely a lock. We have eight and nine correct, 16 or 17. We're not too yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't no. know. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so Griffith Park in the beginning, and they pop I think out. it was Griffith Park. It could have been another place. I think sometimes uh, we had shot at out at like the uh, the Disney Ranch. I think we had shot out there mm-hmm. at times. We'd shot, we'd shot a lot of places in Griffith Park. I think that was Griffith Park. I really okay. Uh, we, we learned that they've got a virus, the planet is keeping them alive, so that's why they've got to stay there. It's shielding them from the effects of this virus. And the doctor mm-hmm. cannot find a cure, he suggests contacting the Vidians. Yeah, um, Janeway does not want to do that, that and commands Tuvok to not do that. Yeah, well, do she consults, come. yeah, she consults Chakotay before. The yep. final command, right? Do not do this. Do not do this. So there's mm-hmm. our setup. Now we uh, pop to the briefing room. No lines for Harry, but, uh, you know, we see that Harry is the most um, affected by this. Well, we see that because, here's what I was going to get at before. The very last shot, everybody leaves the, the briefing room. Mm. And there's Harry sitting there all alone. He stays. Mm. Here's the wide shot. And you see everybody leaving. And Harry just sort of turns and sits there. And, I thought that was interesting. I found it odd when we first started the episode. I was like, why is Harry just hanging out? Mm-hmm. But then it made sense later on. Yeah. Because he is the one who is obsessed and really focused on this. So it really turned out to to track yeah. in, in the in the story. But, you know, my first impulse was like, oh, my God, why didn't Garrett just get up and leave like the rest of us? <laughs> it's like, 
Why is he still hanging out there? <laughs> like uh, I forgot to get up. Yeah. I forgot my I forgot my stage blocking. I didn't know what was happening. I'm like, I'm just gonna sit here a little just, while longer. Yeah. No, it well, totally totally made sense as we got into that. It's funny because as I'm watching, as I watched this episode, numerous not numerous, but multiple times when you see Harry, you know, sitting in the room, then you see Harry fighting to 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 go contact the Vidians, trying to yeah. convince uh, Tuvok. Megan kept saying, "Really." You care that much about the captain who really didn't care much about you when you died in the episode? Because it's true. You remember that, right? Yeah, when Milana says right. Harry Carey's dead and Ensign Kim is dead and Janeway's sort of, oh, Ensign Kim is dead and Kess has vanished. And what was Janeway's reaction? Nothing about Harry, but Kess vanished was the only response. Well, I will say, this makes me think, I didn't think of this as I was watching it, but but now I it, it's, a, it's important to talk about is that mm. You know, I think a lot of times with us as actors, we very often, at least for me, we didn't play the sort of serialized, like the the adding up of all these episodes because they mm -hmm. were written, each episode was written very standalone. Yeah. You know, they didn't refer to much that had happened before. It was very rare. Sometimes like, you know, uh, the Vidian doctor shows up in this episode and that was in a previous episode, but very rarely does anything return. And even when it does, like in this episode, the Vidian doctor showing up, they don't lean into the doctor and was her name Pell? Dinar Pell, yes. Dinar Pell. They didn't they didn't write to the hist the emotional history that those two had. Right. It was literally just a, a business exchange. Mm -hmm. So because they didn't write those scripts that sort of added up episode to episode, these long-term emotional threads very much it was never a priority in the writing i think as actors I'll, I'll speak for myself very often i didn't try to make those connections because they weren't there in the script mm -hmm. so i wouldn't really i wouldn't have said to myself i doubt wow the captain didn't seem to care about me when i died so how does mm -hmm. that affect me here i wouldn't have thought about it because they yeah. didn't write the scripts that way and i'll and the reason i bring all this up is to say one of my biggest problems with this episode is that they've teased all along, Chakotay and Janeway have maybe a little chemistry. In this mm -hmm. episode, it is crystal freaking clear <laughs> that they have chemistry. It's almost too clear. It's like so on the nose and the melodrama and the, and the soapiness of it all. And <laughs> then it's like, I don't think that it gets dealt with. I don't, I, I mean, we'll see as we watch more episodes, but I don't recall this ever being really an important story narrative issue they just didn't deal with it anymore like yeah, yeah. that thing happened and now we're back to work and and yeah. we're never going to really uh, yeah it's not written it's it wasn't played and uh and that i find to be something i think that could have been better that that sort of making tracking those emotional experiences like your death and how that might affect mm. You know, all this stuff connects and uh, it would it would have been nice if we could have had a little more of that on the page or been encouraged to to make those choices by our directors and our writers on the show. And, and everything was written as a real standalone sort of perspective. So anyway, yeah, the, the um, writing from a standalone perspective was by design. Um, those yeah. writers and producers, they they made that decision early on 
that this show would be more, each episode would be more high concept. They would, you know, um, yeah. someone can watch, someone could channel surf and, and come across Star Trek Voyager and watch it and not have to really know much about what happened before. You know, they could yeah. just be, you know, to maybe garner new fans or something or to increase the fan base. Um, but that was their decision beforehand. But that brings up an interesting point. What would this show have been like if it was not that? If it wasn't written that way, if it was written where everything kind of built upon upon all the prior experiences, that would have been a really um, a different show, I think. Yeah. You know? It would have been um, a lot harder for us as actors to mm-hmm. track all of that and to remember, oh, here's a moment where what happened last season really kind of resonates, but it was never encouraged and it was never highlighted. And so I don't think we made a good habit, I, at least I didn't. Right. A good habit of kind of going, wait a minute, where can I make connections to to things that have tracked in this show? Yeah. Because often things were contradicted, to be quite honest, <laughs> like often, you know, one an attitude in one episode to fit that story, a character would completely flip to the other side to serve yeah. the story. And it right. certainly served this the episodic story, but often it came into conflict with how we had behaved in the past. So uh, it could be tricky. And yeah, I think this one just while we're paused in our, in our recap, this one to me really missed an opportunity to, to explore that relationship, that romance. Cause clearly it was there. It was like, it was almost like they wanted to write a romance episode without ever committing to romance. And I mm-hmm. wish I, you know, I, as I rewatched it, I remember a lot more. I remember, I remember that there were rewrites in this because I think, and I think there was, there were, uh, you know, there were kisses, there was much more clear things happened. Mm-hmm. This episode was very controversial. I remember, I remember Kate loving this episode and wanting more. Yeah. And I remember the writers, I, I here's what I remember from being totally honest. I think mm-hmm. Beltran didn't like it. He felt like, <laughs> where did this come from? Like all of a sudden I'm supposed to be in love and we haven't really, and so he didn't like it. Janeway loved it because it's yeah. it was a softer, more personal, intimate side of her character. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think either one of them were super happy because it didn't go either way. It was like, uh, all right, moving on we? in our story. Uh, back on the planet. Yeah. yeah. The, the supplies. They get the supplies. They're building their their yeah uh, their love hut. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was, and it was funny because you know she, uh, Janeway says early on, she says. You know, Chakotay, it occurs to me, we're not in a command structure anymore. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should call me Catherine. Yeah. Then she coyly looks at him and leaves, and there's a long pause, and mm-hmm. Chakotay says, give me a few days on that one, okay? <laughs> big smile, big smile, and he follows her. They were going, I mean, come on. Yeah. They were going there. Mm-hmm. I do agree. And then we go to engineering. Balana's mean to that ensign. She's downright Amini. And then what is that ensign's name? Ensign who? I don't know. I, I, I don't. You say it maybe later. Do I? I think because you I talk really? to them. I don't okay. know. Well, see, I didn't even, I forgot. I had completely forgotten about that guest star until this episode. And yeah. then I was like, oh, I remember her. And what I remember is. I made her laugh <laughs> off oh, camera. Nice. Yeah, you know, you know me. I'm always, I'm the real life Neelix, the real life morale officer <laughs> of Voyager. And I made sure that everybody was was having a good time. And I remember making her laugh. But oh, nice. other than that, I, I don't remember much beyond that. But I say Baylana. You in said that engineering it a lot. Baylana. Baylana, you... yeah. which is the way she pronounces it. Baylana, right? Instead of Balana. And I've yeah. been doing Balana for most of the 
series, and also all of a sudden, I I come out with Baylana. You said Baylana a couple of times in this. Episode. Yeah, yeah. So maybe I was, you know, I don't know. I feel like that was an early version of maybe Chicote said Baylana. And so some people kind of copied that version early maybe. on and, and yeah. others just said Balana. And I think by the end, everybody got used to the Balana. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you definitely say Baylana. Yeah. And you're a little flirty, by the way. I know, flirty. I am. A little flirty with my girl. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're kind uh, of leaning it, forward. Is, like, yeah. Hey. See, that's just how it is when there's a true connection between two characters. <laughs> you get to lean in closer. You lean in. Yeah. That's that's the that's the clue. I know I've talked about this before, but I'm gonna say it again. When my when my mom pronounced she said it wrong, she's like, So what's up with banana torres? It's not banana torres, mom. That's banana. a that's a dessert. Banana. Banana. The goodbye speech by Jane Way. Yes. So casual. She just goes right into it. She's like, Okay, I'm on the planet. I'm gonna say goodbye to everybody. Yeah. And we're all kind of gathered around. I think one reason that you might have thought it was casual, I, I noticed this, okay, a little director's perspective on this. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the camera did not move very much in this episode. Mm -hmm. There's not mm -hmm. a lot of dolly shots or tracking shots. And this speech, as, as we cut around the world to all the other characters, there were these very dramatically composed frames, but they were static. It almost looked like paintings of each mm. group listening. Okay. And it just reminded me of Rick Berman, our, mm. our showrunner's words mm -hmm. of, if the actors aren't moving, move the camera. Right. And if the camera's moving, then you don't need to move the, you know, or yeah. if, the, if the camera's not moving, then the actors need the to actors move. The actors move, yeah. But anyway, I, I, it reminded me of that because the camera didn't move. And I feel like it could have had more impact, even with her performance, even with the words exactly the same. If the camera had just been pushing in slowly to people or mm -hmm. handing across their faces mm -hmm. or some movement to this montage over the over the speech i think it would have helped yeah in my I agree. in my opinion i agree so that's that's uh that would have been more hmm, what's the term but uh it, it, the casualness of it was just because it was it what you like you said here's a, a little portrait a painting of this group listening right and then this yeah. is a quick static painting portrait of this group speaking or, or Janeway speaking so yeah you're right I think some camera movement would have helped in the scene I think it sure. would have helped we go back down on the on the planet and yes, the, that do. nightgown that Kate is wearing Wait, and I'm, inside? I'm little, yeah inside yeah. I'm kind of shocked that that they didn't beam down her peach night. I know. Nightgown. I know. Really? Why is she not have wearing that? And no, she wore. Did you that skip very... the bath? Did you skip her bath? Uh, I think you did. Let's no, go back to the really? bath. Okay, let's go to the bath. That camera's pushing through the trees, and she's in the bath. <laughs> and I was like, "This lady's naked outside." Yeah. And <laughs> well, <laughs> and and there's no bubbles in that bath. No, there was steam. You know what was what was. <laughs> What was blocking the view? It was steam. I was, steam nervous. I was like, I don't think I should be looking at this. I know Kate Mulgrew. I, I, I don't want to see her tatas. I almost feel like that was added in CGI steam because I, 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 it covered, I feel like it was too. It covered because that water was crystal clear. And yep. from that angle, there would have been nipplage. Okay. Whoa. And that whoa, whoa, steam, whoa. <laughs> that steam totally covered the, the tatas. Yeah. I don't know. It, it just, it surprised. Yeah me i was like whoa mm -hmm. that's and then she's out there a long time luxuriating right. and then the right and then the monkey the monkey shows up the monkey shows and then, up 
that's when she gets up and man, it's, that camera is literally, ju- I mean, if that was any, lo- if that camera was, was tilted any lower, maybe they you were trying seen to get tatas. some ratings. Maybe they were looking for some promotion moments where they could show a little skin. I mean, no, you possibly know, I get it. It makes yeah. sense. But I was just, I was like, wow, that's awfully. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all, you know? Yeah. I forget what that show after dark was or whatever it felt like. It felt like those old, uh, those old oh, what were those shows that were kind of cheesy romance after dark or something it's like what there was something back in the 80s that was like i forget what network had it it was like late night cheap television it was like romance shows and i can't oh. remember i can't okay. remember that's what that's what came to mind as i saw her in the it felt very 80s yeah <laughs> and you know the steam and everything was just music yeah. video perfect and yeah but it is a romantic gesture on Chakotay's yes. part to build her her very own bathtub. Yes, it is you a know? very mermaid. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. Do you remember the monkey? Anything about the monkey? I, I don't I remember do anything remember. about that monkey. What, what do you remember about the monkey? What I remember about the monkey is it was a big deal that they had this <laughs> monkey. And I remember Marvin Rush, the DP, talking about it and the crew talking about the monkey. And I remember, I think it was... Uh, um, at the props department that had to deal with a monkey, you know, they were, they were very nervous. And I remember at one point, there was a lot of conversations about the monkey hiring the monkey and what the monkey was going to be like. And there was worry that it was just going to look like a monkey and not an alien. And I think they were prepping (laughs) some like prosthetics to put on a monkey. Oh, they literally, I remember all this talk. It was a big conversation and they were going to put prosthetics on a monkey to make it look more alien. And then finally, they chose not to, I guess, and they they just went with a straight monkey. But yeah, I uh, I do remember the prosthetics conversation and like props guys talking about all that. I would have been interested to see that prosthetics on a monkey. Well, I don't think that would have worked. I think that would have been a disaster. I think Probably. that monkey would have ripped it right off and just I, thrown it at Janeway. You maybe know? they tried. I don't know if they ever. Maybe <laughs> that maybe that's why it didn't happen because they tried and they yeah. ripped it off. Yeah, those the, the the monkey scenes were very humorous for me. I laughed every yeah. time that primate showed up. So yeah. I, I felt I felt like my goodness, like this is you know this is rule number one. Just don't you know don't work with kids and don't work with animals, right? That's when, right. right. I mean, They'll you're dealing with it right show. now. You're dealing with animals all day. So, uh-huh. um, but I I just <laughs> I don't remember there was a monkey debate. Uh, but then again, you were shadowing and also you were in all the production meetings to learning. Yeah. So this, you would have heard that and you would have remembered that. I remember so. the prosthetics conversations about monkeys. Yeah. Like what could you have done? Add an extra tail on I that thing? I can't remember. I or wish I could remember what they were talking about. A couple no, of Katarian horns. Like putting something like a piece over the head or something. Oh, I, I don't, I, yeah, it was, or it might've been a chess thing with a headpiece. I can't, I feel like it was a pretty extravagant conversation. Cause I remember Rick Bartman uh, was like, it's got to look like an alien. It can't just look like something you see at the zoo, like an earth monkey. It's got to look so, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's see what else we go inside the hut for the first time, by the way, yeah, this temporary shelter that they've formed out of those little things that, you know, the, the gray and, and beige, triangles that he pulled out mm-hmm. boy he did a nice job assembling that place it looked, <laughs> he really like, did <laughs> wow this is a nice house like this is solid yeah. work yeah it was that was better than ikea it really was no i kidding. was like, my goodness that's that it was all in those boxes from the first scene that whole place mm-hmm. hey um the other thing is after they discovered the monkey and janeway's wearing the towel 
look at that moment where Chakotay looks down at her bare shoulder and and it's just kind of staring at oh, her. Oh yeah, he's staring you know, he's, at he's her. He's just he's just like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. And he, you know, he removes himself from that situation. But yes. that prompts her to to have the speech with him later about boundaries boundaries parameters you know whatever he comes up she comes up with yeah um but yeah i noticed that there was that initial like uh oh i've never because if you think about it how often has he seen her bare shoulder like that probably never right never yeah okay so well if she had worn that shiny nightgown from the ship he would have (laughs) lost control It just would have been too much. You think that was her decision? Uh, that was a decision. Yeah, she, she was made. like, "I'm not going like, to bring the shiny nightgown because it's going to be too much." Tuvok, do not beam down the peach shiny <laughs> nightgown, please. Just beam a very nondescript Amish-looking nightgown so yeah. Tote won't be excited. By the way, speaking of what they beam down clothing-wise, every scene Janeway had a new outfit. Every scene, <laughs> I'm like. How much luggage did they send down? How much wardrobe she's got? And where does she do all this laundry? To like, you know, she's got a new outfit every scene. I'm telling you, watch it again. Every scene is a different outfit. I mean, they're all great, but part of me is like, what? how? And Chakotay basically has like two outfits the whole time. Um, okay, what's next? Uh, they're on the bridge. And Kim is uh, debating Tuvok about contacting the Vidians. And then I have my freak out. And I I made a note about this. I said that freak out was almost identical to the last episode when Tuvix had his freak out on the bridge. Because I run around going, aren't any of you going to do anything? I even say something to you and you don't say yeah. anything. You, know, yeah, you, don't right. stand up, you don't stand up for me. You're my best friend and you don't even stand up for me. And I'm I like, gave you uh, a look though. You were yeah, about you... to go in the brig <laughs> and I saved your butt from the brig because I gave you the look like, dude, dude, don't do this. Yeah. I'm like you gave me the dude look. I know. I know. Yeah. And I looked at you and I acknowledged that you were giving me the dude look. <laughs> right. It just yes. reminds me a stand up comedian was talking about how dude is something that you could you can say dude for any occasion because dude can be, you know, excited to see someone dude or someone's doing something that's not right. Dude, like, that, you know, you can do dude in so many yeah, different ways. Sure. And you gave me the dude look. And I, did. I, I listened to you because I, I almost went to the brig, but I didn't. I just I was relieved of duty, which was kind of hardcore. I it think was. that's the first time I've ever been relieved of duty. Well, you know. also got. um you also got threatened later on with being relieved of duty for permanently. Yes, permanently. But we'll for get ever. Yes. How scary is that? All right. So we jump from the bridge to the mess hall scene. Yes, we do. And this By is by the where... way, it's like it's like gossip corner. It's like the the Tom and Harry gossip corner in there. It is. Everybody's like, and then you move over to this table. Hey, let's talk about that. You know what's going on? Did you hear? What have you know? What do you know? Yeah, so Hogan's there, and Hogan is like, hey, we're with you, you know, and then I go mm-hmm. over to Bilana, Neelix shows up, why on God's earth is he holding a cucumber and an eggplant? I'm not sure, but he has. That's what I was both. talking about with Ethan Phillips, <laughs> his absurd sense of humor, he's always got to do something, yeah. he probably wanted to do that. No, I'm like, sure let that me was grab his, yeah. the, the weirdest I, things, yeah. that, as if I was in the middle of the eggplant and the cucumber recipe. <laughs> And I'm, I'm sure that wasn't direction by Alex. No, I don't think he said, now Neelix, I want you to grab an eggplant and a cucumber. 
and then go talk to Harry. And no, yeah. he didn't say that. No, that was that was an Ethan Johnny Phillips move, which yeah. I, I approve. I like bizarre <laughs> stuff like that. That was so bizarre. And it wasn't a full cucumber and a full eggplant. They were both cut exactly yeah. in the same place. Like he was in the middle of work yeah. and he came right on over. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. The the plan is being hatched. By it's Harry. being hatched. We cut yeah. the Tuvox quarters. quarters I yeah. gotta just stop for a minute about Tuvok mm. and say Tim Russ got the nicest quarters of anybody. <laughs> better than the captains, better because you we cut inside there and he's in his Vulcan robe with his purple lights and his mood lighting going on. It's all purple and moody. Yeah. First thing I think is like, oh, Tuvox hanging out at the club. <laughs> That looks like a nightclub. Did like you see the candle? Music. Did you see yeah. the candle? Yes, I did. But if you look at it very quickly, it looks like a female torso and breasts. Really? With nipples oh, and tassels hanging off of them. Like wow. it, it, if you look at the candle holder, it looks like a paint, like a holographic image wow. of a female torso. It looks wow. like it looks well, like tatas. Maybe, maybe. Once again, tatas. This episode is just all about tatas, it seems. Yeah. Um, but anyway, if you look at it again, you'll, you'll see. I will look at it again. But it looks like a nightclub, yeah. the whole thing. It's mm -hmm. very stylish. It's very, it's, he's, he's lounging in there. Yeah. Harry comes in with a very compelling argument, I, I think. Very compelling. Okay. Before we go into the argument, I just want to say, the way they lit me, kind of in the shadow there. I, yeah. I honestly thought, I mean, I knew it wasn't true, but my first reaction was he's going to kill Tuvok. Like he's yeah, like, he's like in the shadows. Scary. Yeah, and he's, it, this is the mutiny. It's it's on, you know? Yeah. So, and yeah. I think any fan watching probably was thinking the same thing. They're like, yeah. what's happening? Is he going to jump Tuvok and, and say was, that you're no it longer was a captain? very moody, yeah, very moody environment for sure. Yeah. But I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, so Harry suggests the solution. Um, basically, the uh, the argument is that we have leverage. We have Dinara yeah. Pell, who is fr our friend, and we have Torres's DNA, which they know could possibly help end the phage. So that is the argument that Harry brings forth to Tuvok. And Tuvok absolutely stands by his guns and says, no, 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 I can't do that. And if you yeah. keep pushing this subject, you will not only be relieved of duty, you'll be relieved of duty permanently. Permanently. Okay? So, yeah. And he says, and the only words I want to hear out of your mouth at this point are, yes, mm -hmm. sir. Right. Yeah. And you very resentfully yeah. filled with venom. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Sir. And so actually, I did kill him. I killed him with my looks at the <laughs> end, did. and I killed him with my yes, sir. It was like, yes, sir, yeah. die, die. It was very psycho. It felt like a very, very, a, a lot of conflict, a lot of frustration and feelings. Mm. It was great. Good scene. Very good scene. Well done. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, we go down to uh, back to the planet and we learn that he cooks. Chakotay is cooking. Yeah, he man. He hates it. So I love the gender roles are kind of swapping. Yeah. Uh, which is great. Again, on our show with a female captain. I love yeah. that. I love when those moments happen. I have to say, as they're talking, I took a photo of, of this because Robert Beltran is manspreading. Oh. He's, he's manspreading. Yes. He okay, so got up there and manspread. If for those that don't have video, just audio. Well, I'm I took a photo on my phone. I'm like, what are you doing manspreading right up next to her her face? Her, 
But Megan brought this up. Like when he brought, when he made that move towards her, and I yeah. called it he, the, the Captain Morgan move, right? He he lifts the one leg up. Yeah. Megan's like, notice how he says that when, when as he's doing that move, he says to Janeway, "Does it make you uncomfortable?" Like that, and he does it right when he says that. And uh, Megan's like, he's showing the bulge right there. He's just showing her like, look, look what, uh, look what look. can be yours. You know, I mean, yeah. it was like, yeah, it was yeah. very bizarre. Like that, I don't know who, who, you know, precipitated that action, whether it was a rubber Beltran move or Alex Singer saying, look, you need it, to somehow get closer to her. It's you funny, know? like when, when you're making TV shows or movies and things like this, it takes a village to stay on top of some of these things like this. I feel like someone should have said to Robert, hey, when you get up there and you sort of spread your leg, right? It feels a little inappropriate. It feels like too far. Because often when I'm on a show, you know, and uh, an act, let's say an actress is wearing a skirt or something, Mm -hmm. and they sort of turn towards camera and they don't realize that the camera is sort of facing in a direction that's, you know, not that anybody's seeing up the skirt is not Mm -hmm. what I'm saying, but it just, it's like, you know, if they turn yourself just a little bit to this side or the other, it'll feel more appropriate. It will feel, it just won't be, it won't be anything that anyone thinks of. Mm -hmm. And so it takes a village of people looking and going, oh, that little, you know, yeah, protecting the actors. And I feel like this was a situation. I feel like (laughs) there was nobody like protecting us, like Kate or Robert or whoever. We would just do what we did and like, if you're manspreading right in her face, you know, so be it. You call it manspreading. I call it a male lap dance is what yes. I call it. That's pretty much what it was about to happen. Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, but uh, they talk and she, he says, you know, you got to let go of some of the work. She's like, nope, uh, I, I just want to work. And uh, then the monkeys come and come back and he's freaking out and the storm hits. And I got to say about that storm, it yeah. was an amazing job by our, our, our production department. All of those trees moving, the wind, the light, the lighting effect. I feel like I was there actually on this day. Yeah. I feel like there were a number of what we call Ritter fans, which are the big movie yeah. fans, the giant fans that are the size of an old airplane propeller. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were a number of those fans around blowing all the trees, the lights, mm-hmm. you know, the, the lightning effect is very hard to do realistically, especially on a big set like that. Yeah, I thought they did a great job. The camera work was great. It was very yeah. dynamic. Yeah. Um, I thought it that looked real. That's it looked sure. really, yeah. yeah. Big production I, with all that wind and lightning and they did a great job. So. Yeah. And even though I wasn't there during, you know, that particular day, I, I knew from watching that's not one fan. <laughs> there's, oh, no. there's a couple, there's more than a, there's more than a, than yeah. one for sure. Yeah. Right. So that, that all happens. And uh, Kess, we go back to the ship. Kess tells Tuvok about her dad and convinces. In the ready room? He's yeah, in the ready room. Yes. He's in the ready room now. He's captain. And she tells Tuvok about her father. Yeah. And um, basically convinces Tuvok about the importance and the weight of emotions and mental health of the crew. And, yeah. And ultimately, Kess convinces him. You know, Kess has been very oh, integral in a lot, yes. a lot of the recent episodes. Like she's literally, if you think about it, um, and this is, again, something that Megan pointed out. She said, um, look at the last episode. Notice how she's the one that really went to Janeway. And said that, you know, I want Neelix back. Yeah. And you need to end Tuvix. You know what I'm saying? And yep. as bad as I feel about telling you that I want you to, you know, end Tuvix's life. And she's, oh, she's crying about it. I, mm-hmm. I want Neelix mm-hmm. back. And so mm-hmm. she basically saved 
Cubes, Neelix, and Tuvok in the prior yeah. episode. And in this episode, it's because of her that she said that we have Chakotay and, and Jane yeah. saved, right? So Kess is is uh it's it, Kess is like the the crewman whisperer, right? The <laughs> the Starfleet whisperer. She's able to just kind of like convince people, right, with her uh-huh, with her uh-huh. ways. So she did that. Um, Agreed. Uh, Tuvok comes out on the bridge to tell the crew, mm-hmm. everyone, and of course, when he comes out, I was watching my face, and man, I'm still giving him stink eye. Like I am giving Tuvok stink eye. I'm still killing him in this. You're scene killing him in the scene eyes. with your eyes, and then he oh. says, "We're gonna go. We're gonna do this." And I yeah. see you, I, I you put your head in your hands, like <laughs> you you said a little prayer, <laughs> and I was like, "Wow!" Was like, thank God he's yeah. gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. Wow, Harry's gonna be okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I really feel like Harry was one step oh away from doing something to Tuvok if he didn't agree. I, I think Harry was, I didn't remember Harry being such an important part of this episode. You talk mm-hmm. about Cass, but, you yeah. know, none of this would have happened. We would never have gotten this far if Harry hadn't pushed and pushed and pushed. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so kudos to you. Well, I thank uh, you. We go back to the planet. The storm tears up all Janeway's research, and she finally says, "Destroyed." Yeah, I, I guess she says she's forced to let go, mm-hmm. to let go of of hope and and the work and and right, and just accept her fate that they're here and make the best of it. So yeah. um, we go back to the ship, and Doctor Pell um, communicates with Voyager, mm-hmm. and uh, they say they're seventy light years away, but they yeah. have the antiviral serum. Right, the Deans have they can yeah. they can fix it. Yeah. As a precaution, Tuvok is like, let's just get ready. Let's undergo battle drills just in case. But, you know, we're probably good. They're going to give us this serum. Yeah. Luckily, he smart guy. He yeah. turns out to be right. Yeah. Well, you know, when they're talking to Dinara Pell, I, I definitely felt like, boy, this is just too easy. This is yeah. just too easy. You're just going to hand yeah. over this serum. We're going to meet at these uh, coordinates. Everyone's going to be good. Okay. You know, yeah. I do think that that was silly of those Vidians, they could have gotten some DNA from Torres if they mm-hmm. played along, you know, played the game with us. Yeah. But they didn't. They were too, uh, they were too greedy. They wanted all 170 of those bodies to harvest again. Yeah. yeah. So we go back down to the planet. Janeway's clearing logs now. She's got mm-hmm. another set of clothes on. <laughs> and just again, I was like, oh my god, how many tr- outfits does she have? Yeah. Uh, but she's finally positive. I, I think. Chakotay even says it's the first time that I think uh, I've heard you say something positive. And yeah. the monk, the monkey the massa- is the massage here. Does yeah, now, massage now she's like, oh, the massage. Oh. Yeah, oh. got to have a massage. And I got to say, I felt uncomfortable watching this scene. I know Kate. I know Robert. This just made me uncomfortable watching this massage scene. I got to say, okay, it All was right. very loaded with with pheromones and mm. sensual mm. love sex energy yeah. didn't want didn't want to look didn't this is the look. angry warrior story also seen right isn't this right where he has no the... i think he's told that story did he no uh, because like what happened no, it's wrote coming down up is after the mas- after the massage yes after, well, after the, the massage yeah then he tells her the story after the massage when... she has a moment where because he's massaging her and then he stops rubbing her neck mm. and you see her face. She's her eyes are closed and he, and then you see his hands stop. And all of a sudden she realizes, Oh, he stopped rubbing my neck. Mm-hmm. So what's he doing? What's happening? They both freeze. And then I think she says, I'm going to go lay down. And she goes and lays down and has this like very um, 
flustered expression. And then there's a bit of a time cut. We come back and she comes oh, out right. and she says, I think we need to draw some boundaries. And that's when he yeah. says, let me tell you. The angry uh, warrior yes, story. The people of my people. There's a legend. My people say this. Hakuchi mm-hmm. Moya. He talks about true peace here. Right, uh, right. But it still moves her. It still moves her. Moves her very know? much, yeah. And even just talking about peace, in a way, that is him saying, I love you, in a way, you know, yeah. I feel. And then the hand, the interlocking hand holding happening. That's I think there was happened. a kiss here originally in the script. I think there was a kiss and a suggestion that they might have even gone further. Mm-hmm. And that was where this original scene ended, somewhere, something like that. But I think they took it way, way back. Um, yeah. And then we cut to the, out of that soft, gentle, emotional moment, we go back and there's a battle and the Vidians and we got to be super tricky and, and uh, shut down our shields to bring the, uh, the, the serum over, but drop this bomb that we're going to blow up and take care of them. So yeah, uh, the trick works. We, we get the serum, we blow up the ships and we head back to where Janeway is. And uh, I feel like we've done this before. That move? that one move or maybe i saw it in a movie or something it's but a good not, move um, yeah to, to eject an antimatter container and then shoot a photon torpedo at it yeah and by the way harry was the one that shot the torpedo so you know nice job buddy thank you so much i appreciate it nice job but then you you did the impulse you got us out of there so we didn't get yeah. you know blown up or hit yeah i got damage turn the engines crank the engines up yeah uh, <laughs> uh we go back to the planet janeway's gardening i love the moment where where uh Chakotay says something like, you always have an opinion, don't you? And she goes, <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, and he's just about to build her a boat. Mm. Like, how romantic is that? Building yeah. her a boat. Yeah. And she seems so excited about it. And then Tuvok's like, we'll be there in 30 hours. I mean, it was, you know, so bittersweet. But as much controversy as this episode, as you talk about it, this episode was yeah. controversial. It was still very nice to see a softer side of Janeway. You know, you definitely saw it. Was a great. Side of her. It was great. I, mean, I wish we could have seen more. I wish they, mm-hmm. I feel like there's some version of they could have gone even further with their true feelings and consummated and had a, you know, had a, a, a deeper connection and, and then realized that, okay, if we have to go back to the ship, we can't. We just can't. And they could have made an agreement that we're not going to, you know, that that would, you know, what happens on planet stays on the planet. Like, and and move on yeah then they would have had lizard babies and it would have been all great so yes yes exactly, exactly. And then you, <laughs> um what is your theme or my lesson? theme is i have two themes i came up with it was hard one of them was sometimes breaking the rules can lead to what you really need there you go that's my first theme I th- and mm-hmm. i think that's my real theme yeah um uh, my other theme was that kind of the inverse of that sometimes following the rules can cause you to miss out on true love. Like I think Janeway was trying to follow the rules and do the work and and she just couldn't let go of the rules. And so they missed out on true love. So breaking the rules, following the rules. Mm. Yeah, I agree. My I wrote down sometimes rules are meant to be broken. And that yeah. is exactly what happened here. Yeah. All right. So Great. that well, is a good our recap. episode. Yeah, not bad. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys, for tuning in this week. Um, join us next week when we review the final episode of Season 2, Basics Part 1. Don't forget, if you're a Patreon patron, stick with us because we've got some amazing interviews coming up just for our patrons. We've got Voyager writer Lisa Klink. We've got Robert Beltron. And believe it or not, we've got the amazing... Kate Mulgrew to talk about their memories of this episode. 
If you're not a Patreon patron, you can become one. Check us out. Search for the Delta Flyers at patreon.com and you can sign up to be a member for as little as $3 a month. Check it out. Thanks a lot, guys. And everybody, uh, Patreon patrons, please stay tuned for your bonus material. Thanks, guys. See ya.